0: Have you been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental, one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS, helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things, the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses mark owns martial arts schools and after 30 years he has some real insight for real talk real life real conversations motivational fitness self-defense weight loss live from the great 18. this is real talk with mark cox
1: Right. Good morning or good afternoon. I guess would be in your neck of the woods on the other side of the country in Florida, God's country. So that's for sure.
2: Good morning. Good to be here with you, Mark.
1: Yes. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We kind of share the same uh, place where we kind of got to meet. So I'm looking forward to having some interviews with you. I, I think some of the stuff you have is very intriguing that we get to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. But let me give a little bio about what you sent me. And your name is Laura Templeton, correct? Make sure I spell and say all these names correctly. Sometimes I'm not real good at that. Gee. But here's what you wrote me. You wrote, I'm looking forward to meeting you and sharing time. I'm a speaker, best selling author of The 30 Second Success, Ditch the Pitch and Start Connecting, client attraction specialist, certified USA archery instructor, a G mom to 2.5 beautiful grandbabies, which means one's on the way probably who have stolen my heart. I love helping people dig deep to find words that describe who they love to work with and how they serve. My mission is to help business owners, entrepreneurs and professionals connect on a deep emotional level that takes the conversation to a heck yes before you before you finish talking. This is a good interesting bio that you sent me. So let's well let's start right out of the gate with this archery thing that you do. How long you've been doing that?
2: Oh my goodness. Probably close to, uh, let's see, about 21 years now. Yeah.
1: 21 years. So did you, yeah. okay. So in archery, did you compete?
2: We've competed, um, on a very basic level. We do it for fun. My husband and I, my daughter has been competed on a national regional level. Um, and uh, so it's been it's been an interesting perspective from the parents side of things, because my daughter's curiosity is what got us into archery when she was about eight years old. So.
1: So on the archery thing, the, you know, archery goes hand in hand with martial arts. I mean, it was one of the most, uh, you know, awesome weapons, especially for Japanese weapons and that really long bow. So what kind of bow do you do? Are you compound bow? Or are you are, are you long bow? What do you what, what do you shoot?
2: So my preference is obviously compound bow, but we've also experienced using a recurve. Um, I've taught recurve. I've taught compound. I've even played around with a crossbow a few times, but my preference really is compound.
1: And so is it all been sport? Have, are you a hunter by any chance?
2: I've been in the woods a few times. I will admit that grew up with a family of hunters, so it was a, an amazing experience to actually hunt archery. Um, never actually shot anything myself. The two times that I had deer within my sights, I was so excited about just seeing these big bucks with these massive racks that I was more interested in making sure that my husband saw it than I was actually lifting up my bow to shoot them. So So, I got in a little bit of trouble for that. Like, honey, shoot it first, then show it to me. (laughs)
0: Well,
1: they call it hunting for one, for, for a reason, right? Cause you go hunting doesn't mean you're going to get shooting. So right. that's for sure. So that's right. like, they say it's, it's like going fishing, right? You might be going fishing. doesn't mean you're catching. So exactly. there's, you know, so there's that for sure. So I I've always been intrigued by that, uh, this sport archery. So I've, you know, I've got to dabble in it myself. I've just always felt it's, it's such a, uh, you know, an underused weapon, you know, unless you're in the hunting stages and something that teaches concentration and teaches hand-eye coordinations. And you relatively get, you can get better relatively pretty quick if you have just a few pointers on how to, how to shoot a bow. And so I've always been intrigued by it. And I've always been intrigued by uh, Japanese samurai that do super long bow And some of these that still have that art, that really long bow that's way over their head that they that they shoot. I've just always liked this sport. It's always been fun. So that was an intriguing thing when I saw when I saw you uh, talk about that. I said, you know, it's 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 something that I see on most authors and and coaches anyway. They do something physical. All of them do. There's something else that they do, whether it's it's play guitar and play music or they're artists or they're a martial artist th- this kind of thing or they have another uh, sport amongst them it's just kind of it's i don't know i think it's just kind of inbred in us to be honest with you but that's what i think anyway
2: well i think there there's such a benefit in having a sport that you actually love to participate in for me with archery one of the biggest things that i have found it's that moment in time where everything else just kind of fades away right it's mm-hmm. it's i call it my zen because it's when, I, when you're focusing on something very intentional and, and you can bring your mind into that relaxed state where it's like the only thing you're thinking about is the shot process and improving your shot from one to the one shot to the next, right? You're not in competition on a regular best basis. Like even in competition, my goal was always to have a better score and it, it, always to improve my score. It was, I was only ever in competition with myself, not the other people in the room. And I think that's when that's when it becomes more fun, right? It becomes more engaging. It becomes, you know, that where that expertise really comes in, where you're what are the little things? You mentioned the little things that you can tweak, just to improve your shot each time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But sometimes people get locked into the critical stage of uh, sorry, my screen just went black. I'm like, okay, what's the question <laughs> here? um but some sometimes people get locked into that critical stage where they're in competition mode constantly and they forget that there's it's just get back to the basics right just stick with the basics come back to the one shot after the next after the next and and just improving on each shot makes a huge impact and i think that's that's really kind of that lesson that we learn in life itself right what are the little things that we can do to improve that get us closer to our goals, get us closer to where we want to be in
1: life. I right. It so correlates, you know, my even my whole podcast, Beyond the Mat, everything I've done on the mat, it correlates off off the mat, you know, on what I what what I do on the mat correlates in life. Even in jujitsu class or whatever we're doing at that particular time. Really there's not there's not a lot of my mind when someone's trying to choke me to death. Uh, outside of not getting choked to death. So, you know, the stresses of life isn't quite there on the mat when that's happening. So, you know, I, I get that. And then you you correlate those lessons to, you know, life. It, it, it doesn't surprise me. None of that surprises me as, as coaches. I see it over and time and time again that, you know, that's how they, and then they correlate their lessons right into their coaching. I mean, it's just, it, it's just hand in hand. It always has been.
2: Right. And that's one of the fun things. A lot of people have asked me why, you know, they know that I shoot archery and I've had a couple of different um, people recommend that I actually shoot archery in my speaking, right? Like come out on stage and shoot archery. I'm like, I don't know how many venues are actually going to let me do that because it's, it's a weapon. (laughs) So so It's
1: it's one of those, that would be so intriguing to see though. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's an eye catcher. It's the same thing. If I go on stage and I break bricks. Mm-hmm. It is an icebreaker. I mean, people are like, what the heck is going on?
2: Right. right. And so yeah, I talk it's, about, you know, hitting your target, right? You talk your target audience, who is who you what is your brand message and how is it it really connecting with the people that you are meant to serve? And like that would be so much fun to do from I'm going to have to really figure out how to incorporate that and get people to say it's OK for me to shoot because I got to
1: Well, you know, I, the age old thing is it's always better to ask forgiveness than permission. And so that's, uh, (laughs) so that's, that's, that's the, that's, you know, having a target up there and even just a crossbow just to heal. Right. It's just, yes, that would be super intriguing. That would be super awesome. As a matter of fact, yes, I would say Dave, uh, his name's David David. He's he's I've, he, I've had him on my podcast, his podcast. He has a bat with him all the time. (laughs) And so he swings a bat and he talks about it all the time. And then after it, he'll let people swing a bat so that they, and then he incorporates that. So there's always something when speaking and which will lead us right into what you're talking about. So you said you're a speaker. Where, what, where do you speak the most? Where did, where did you get into that, into that venue of speaking?
2: What's interesting, most of my speaking has really been with organizations, right? Speaking to a lot of different organizations, nonprofits and um, even some network marketing companies. And my background, my journey really came from the network marketing background where I was I had learned a lot. I was engaged with that in a couple of different organizations throughout about a 15 year period and had really, really connected and understood the training side. You know, us people that are born to teach have a tendency to wind up on stage somehow, some way or shape or form. I was always teaching people within the organization, took a lot of that um, to heart. And I used to network a lot um, in person before before everything happened with the pandemic and the lockdowns was whereas I, I was networking in person a lot. And I, and I would literally physically watch people fall apart when it was time to do their 30 second messages. And I started coaching people through that process because I had learned how, right? I had learned a, a, a simple methodology, a simple formula that really worked for me and how to put it into practice. So I started teaching other people, well, we know that in networking, people don't network in one place. they They have a tendency to to travel out and go elsewhere. And uh, you know they were networking elsewhere and, and people were noticing the change in them and who started asking who's helping you with your message. So I started getting more requests to speak to other organizations. So a lot of, it really started with a lot of networking organizations that saw that their members were struggling. Their, their, their members were struggling to communicate effectively in that 30 second window that we have at networking events so then, once you know, I really kind of stepped into speaking to other groups and and being able to communicate well with those groups and sharing with them what it was that I was teaching, I started to get more requests elsewhere. You know, I started speaking to other organizations as well, and even um, a couple of organizations within in that corporate arena where they understand the value of having your employees be able to talk about you affect talk about your organization, right? Because they're they have a a referral program in place that helps their members and and you know really helps to grow their business. And that was one of the, the biggest catalysts was just getting that message out there and helping people. So from the stage perspective, it was a lot of networking organizations, a lot of, and then it kind of rolled into corporate. And now I'm actually teaching in the college and career side of things. Um, I've been approved to be, a am actually a speaker for Penn State University Teaching networking 101 and how to brand yourself and how to have those deep conversations that leads to more opportunities. So it's really interesting how things have, have transitioned over the years in about a nine-year period since I launched 30 Second Success.
1: So you had, you've been involved in network marketing, you said, is that yes. correct? So yeah, I was, definitely. you know, I did that for two. I did that quite often. As a matter of fact, I, there was a couple of companies that did very well in, and then my martial arts always kind of goes off to the, and, and then I get my martial arts is what brings me into all the, usually the top earners. And then I'll end mm-hmm. up in their room and working them out and doing, and things like that and get to, you know, and I got a lot of those nuggets from I, I still have good friendships from my network marketing days. Right. And I enjoyed that a lot back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, I never discount that at all. Yeah. I don't know. if This you know connections
2: I mean. never go away, right? Because they're really about that. You know, that's one thing that I tell people all the time. If you've never experienced network marketing, give it a try because they teach relationship, right? They teach mm-hmm. how to connect the better network marketing companies really understand how to educate their team members, how to connect, how to really build relationships there. It, it's really relationship marketing and you don't get that kind of an education, from any place not as much they really pour into their to their um associates and, and i've always benefited and i've always be grateful for that experience uh, i
1: i definitely the training in network marketing has has definite i'll tell you this it, it's done two things it has certainly teach you how to be okay with people telling you no i can tell you that <laughs> uh that's for sure you'll, you'll you'll get some thick skin i can tell you that yeah uh, yeah this so is
2: it's, it's interesting that you brought that up because one of the people that i absolutely love to hang out with um andre waltz i met her for one of the conferences um andrea Waltz and richard fenton wrote the book go for no yes is the destination no is how you get there <laughs> right so she was somebody that i hang out i hang out with her now as a matter of fact i think we're having lunch soon because she's here in florida as well um, but that was, you know, you those people stay with you, right? The people in your network, the people that you've met throughout the years. And again, it's about relationship and you get to hang out with some really cool people. Um, and I think there's no barriers. One of the things that, you know, that I discovered, you know, my from my corporate journey that you know, there's the hierarchy, right? You're you're not you're not necessarily hanging out with um the guys, you know, the guys in the in the boardroom and the CEO and stuff, although I was able to do that. I somehow I wound up breaking down those barriers when I was in corporate. So it was pretty, pretty enlightening when I went into network marketing. And now, you know, I'm I'm hanging out with all the guys, the top earners, because all they want to do is educate me on how to become one of them. Right? right. So that barrier was no longer there, which I absolutely loved about that network marketing side of things. And and again, like you said, being able to hear no and not be offended by it. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. so how do you get to a yes quicker?
1: Yes. And, and I remember, I remember my days of that, even as a coach now, and I I tell even, even the ones that I coach on their martial arts schools on how to, you know, even in customers, you you either got to get a yes or a no, you can't, you can't say uh, may, to me, I tell them all the time. I said, maybe he's a no. So you got to move on. Right. So that's just, that's just the way it is. And, and find and go find the ones that, that, are like-minded and they're out there. You just got to, you got to weed through it. So yes, network marketing days for me was phenomenal. I always liked the training. I always liked the uh, competition of it, moving up the ranks and, and all that kind of stuff. So I did that for a while. It was, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but I get hit up on them all the time because of my circle of influence now. So, you. and I told them, I said, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to tell you no, because that way you don't have to keep on, wondering if i'm going to be able to do it or not you know and so i haven't really landed another one that i was really really kind of looking to do i i use some products from quite a few of them though there's there's some that i really like their products i just didn't want to you know do go through the the motions of 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 going through the whole you know what i'm talking about just yep. it, it's another business and if you treat it like a business it it, 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 it you'll reciprocate the the uh, the benefits of a business, so that's just that's just one of those things. But that's awesome. It's great. It's glad. I'm glad to. I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you had that. I, I think it really has a bad network marketing. Always has a bad rap. I like what you called it. You called it more relationship. What you what you say it was? Say that again.
2: Relationship marketing.
1: That's what they should be rebranding it to is right there, is yeah. relation and, and get the network marketing out of it. They'd probably get a lot more people looking at it because as soon as you say network marketing, everybody's like, oh, it's a pyramid. It's that one
2: of those.
1: That's right, right. It's not. It's not the cross. It's the pyramid. That's a pyramid.
0: And so, <laughs> that's
1: for sure. Yeah. So well let's talk so that's great that you get to go out there and speak and and use that so let's talk about the author of the 30 second success so let's talk about your book let's let's get into that it's that's an interesting title it's interesting what you talk about you know I, I like what it says right here As a matter of fact I think I use that in our in my title right where you say it takes a conversation to heck yes before finishing talking so let's go about your book let's let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, My book launched in 2020 in January of 2020. So we were really in launch phase when and it was really focusing on networking as a whole, right, we take you down the journey of understanding who your ideal client is, because if you don't understand your ideal client, and if you're avoiding the niche conversation with yourself you're leaving money on the table. So it really talks about understanding who your ideal client is in order to create a 30 second message that resonates with the people in the room and gets them to lean in and want to know more, right? So your 30 second message really takes you through the whole formula that I teach and what I teach in the book and what I teach from stage, what I teach in workshops, is nothing more than something that I learned was gifted to me from Brian Tracy. I learned it years ago from network marketing, and it's really a simple formula that helps people understand that that you, there are key points that need to be included in your 30-second message that get people to really lean in and want to know more. So, hey, Matt, welcome, welcome aboard. Good to see you. Yeah. So, you know, really helping people understand what that formula is, but then taking it to the next level, helping people understand the value of building a network. How net what what there is, you know, what everything is about networking, understanding how to build those relationships and even going into the point of understanding how power partners can help you grow your business as well. So having those referable partnerships in your circle of influence that can help you elevate your business and you can help elevate theirs as well. So it's really about the relationship of networking and and growing your network and and how being intentional about that can make a huge impact on the growth of your business. So with 30 second success, you know, that's the, you know, 30 second success, ditch the pitch and start connecting. It's about getting beyond the fact that your 30 second message, it's not a pitch. It's an invitation for people to want to have a deeper conversation with you because we know that you have to build that relationship. You have to start to build that know, like and trust factor in order for people to want to buy from you.
1: Yes. So in your book, are you breaking this down step by step? This is interesting talking about getting on because my next so my next evolution from my podcast is to is to coach others on how to have one and and mm-hmm. not go through the the headaches of what I did, made the mistakes I made. And also how to interview and how to have, because you know everybody gets intimidated by these things. And I tell everybody, I said, oh, you'll feel so comfortable, you don't even know people are listening to us when I'm talking on with you guys. And, and how to make that, you know, how to make it simple and and stuff like that. So this is where I'm I'm at right now. So I'm just launching with Emilio. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, be, I, it's beyond the podcast, uh, beyond the podcast, instead of beyond the mat. So I can get you beyond your fears and stuff like that. And if you want to host a, cause I think podcasting is one of those things. If you have the time and you want to, you know, it's a free platform. I can, I shouldn't say free. You can find free ways, but if you want to be professional looking, there'll be a little bit of cost, but there's a way of making you the expert in the room. People want to get on your show and you get to talk about what you do and then you get to interview others and, and then you get to, you know, coexist together and, and bring a new platform out there that's that's branding you. And there's a lot of times that I do my own stuff. You know, I'll have a, an hour of just me talking. And so this is where I'm at. So listening to you talking about 30 seconds and getting people that want to connect with you is interesting that you talk about that. Because, you know, first of all, I... So I have tell, when I tell my other, when I coach others, I tell them quite often, you, you feel like you want, you're the expert in the room, even though you haven't done anything yet, because you're kind of in the mix of it. And I said, people, and I have no, they, people not going to listen to anything you have to say, even if it's great. If you haven't achieved something, go out and achieve. And then when, then all of a sudden your circle of influence will start to grow. And then pretty soon people will be calling you instead of you calling them. And this is just how it kind of goes in, in in the martial arts world, anyway. That's how I coach them up. So, do you do you see that same thing?
2: So, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when when coaching people through a process, right? It's helping them understand. It's that aha moment where they're like, "Oh, okay." Because what what I found when people were struggling to do their thirty second message, it was they were trying to fit everything that they do into their thirty second message. They didn't they thought of it more as a, um, as a pitch, as opposed to an invitation, right? You know, we've all been taught that your pitch, right? It's you're, you're making that sale, you're making that sale, you're making that sale. And that's what a a pitch is about, right? So we have an opportunity to pitch someone. But the biggest thing is, is remember, when you're in a room full of people, like, so the 30 second message really is, is, Intended for when you're in a group setting, right? When we're Mm -hmm. on Zoom and everybody gets to do their 30 second message or 30 second commercial, again, you want people, you're not able to share everything that you do or the impact that you have in a like you would in a deeper conversation. So think of that 30 second message as an invitation, right? Hey, Jose, (laughs) good to see you here. So it's really a really great opportunity to invite people into your circle, right? And and then to take them through a process, help them understand what it is that you do, how you serve your audience. And it comes back to having a heart of service, right? So the education piece is there, but you can't always have that in 30 seconds, right? It's Mm -hmm. teaching people, you know, that the process of coaching someone through the how to get to that deeper conversation is very methodical right it's it's really getting them to the point of where they're like okay aha having that aha moment oh okay i get what you do right and sometimes we we muddy we muddy our message terribly right we try to stuff all this different thing in because we're trying to hit on one thing that might resonate with them
1: it's interesting you say that because Let's 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 dive down the virtual coffee road. Okay. Okay. Because
2: people people
1: (laughs) let's dive into what you're talking about right here. Because I know coffee.
2: Let's let's put it this way. Virtual coffee is very (laughs) different than a discovery call.
1: That's (laughs) correct. There's that.
2: That's
1: (laughs) that's, and can people understand that? That's the next thing because virtual coffees drive me crazy, just so you know. Okay. (laughs) It's it's to the point of man, listen, I wanna I want to connect. And just mm-hmm. get to know get, get to know each other. I don't want to have to have a sales pitch every single time I have one. Right. Correct. And I think that what you're talking about here, this thirty second, and and in, in in this connection, do you feel like if I was going to be uh, this is my thirty seconds, right? I'm on Jose's show and he's giving me thirty seconds, and I say, you know what, I love to do is martial arts. This is what I do, and I've and I've impacted a lot of people in my in my life. And I've even got to give a black belt to Ronald Reagan, which was one of my highlights of my, my me being able to do that tie a black belt around the president of the United States was awesome. It was an awesome. And where I'm at now is I still run my martial arts school, but I, now I have this podcast that I like to do and I like to interview top people. And what I'd like to do is get on a virtual coffee. It's not a virtual coffee where I'm trying to sell you something. I just want to know who you are and see how you can impact others. Now tell me, I get the other 30 seconds are, this is what I do. And everybody is a coach. Everybody's a coach. So how, how do you feel you're going to coach somebody for those 30 seconds in order to have a conversation that may may or may not even go down the business road? Maybe you're just an awesome person that I got to know. And thank goodness, you know, we there's a plenty of them there. There's so many opportunities for you to have different groups. But, you know, you can't join every group. Something has to have a real gel to it. So tell me what you think about that.
2: So the, the idea behind virtual coffee is really the idea of getting to know the people in your network and being able to have those relationships, right? Building relationships. But what's the biggest, the biggest catalyst for networking, right? It's, it's knowing who to connect the people in your network with. So a lot of times when I'm coaching someone to understand the value of a virtual a virtual conversations or virtual coffee, it's helping letting them um, really look at it from the perspective. You know, setting up that conversation from the very beginning is, is so important, right? So a lot of times what I do is, a, you know, they call it framing. You know, having that conversation, showing up for the conversation, make sure that you're showing up one time. Say, look, I love getting to know the people in my network. What I would love for you to do is share with me a little bit about you you help and who you need to meet because I, when you can establish it, that's the purpose of your 30 second message from the beginning. like, wow, they're going to make introductions for me. Correct. Right. This is not about me selling to them. This is about me telling them who I want to meet. Ooh, this is, and I will even put that in an email when I'm reminding people, this is what we're going to be meeting about, right? You can even in your calendar, set it up as questions. Like, here's what we're going to be talking about. Here's the framework, set up the framework. Your virtual coffees are really about getting to know the people in your network and how you can help them.
1: Yes, this is so, I'm so, I'm so glad we're we're hitting on this because this is really important to me because I have met some really awesome people. Like I'll I'll tell you who comes to to mind for me a lot is, is Patrick Rude, who's the IRS guy. And I've got to meet him on a more personal level where we, we were, um, you know, and we saw we have some personal stories together. And I was able to bring him on to my network where he talked to everybody about how to set up their business right and give them some good advice as far as that goes. And it was just a really good connection that way. And I'm hoping that listening to maybe you guys that are on this podcast, you'll agree with it. I see Ivy's yeah, Ivy definitely agrees. You know, she's talking about um, virtual and not pitches or sales calls. Some people don't understand that that is 100 percent true. Because I'd like to meet everybody on the call. And that's why I love doing my podcast. Because now, once I meet you, we're a good fit. Are you kind of do out, out there in the same world that I'm at, I get to bring you on and I can talk about you. You know what I mean? I get to – I can highlight you. I can ask you the questions and sometimes uh, you know, people have questions for you, and you have this hour now with me. And then now you're gonna have this for a long time and you can send this off to your friends and say, Hey, I was on a podcast. I talked a little bit about my book, this is what she does, and then I get to talk about you a little bit and get to know you and bring it, bring it out. So this is this is kind of how I I've done things. But man, some of those, some of those calls have oof, man. I've told Jose, I said, Virtual coffee should be called virtual death sometimes, is what it should be called.
0: So, you
2: know, there's there's a good point to that because a lot of people actually refuse even even scheduling virtual coffees because they are so tired of being pitched. Mm -hmm. Right? They're tired of showing up and people, you know, right away, like, oh, I can help you. This is what I do. This is how, you know, when you hire me. um, And yet, there are other people that I know that are out there talking, saying that every conversation that you have, you need to be pitching someone. how you're going to grow your business and i you know i don't necessarily agree with that because i think sometimes we need to make sure that the person that we're having conversation with is a good fit right if Mm -hmm. they start talking about the fact that they struggle with their 30-second message and oh my gosh i need your help right? right Yes. I love having that conversation. And yes, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm open to having another deeper conversation about that, but tell me, you know, tell me a little bit more about you and how I can help you. And if, if that means me serving you and helping you grow your, your network through improving your 32nd message. Great. Let's have a, let's have a, a second call, like schedule, schedule the sales call separately, right? Let's, let's right. learn a little bit more about how we can support one another. And you know, sometimes it happens. Right. I, I've had it happen where I've been on a virtual coffee with someone and they share what they do, who they need to meet. And I share what I do and what and, and who I need to meet. And then next next question, before we get off, 30 minutes has gone by and they're like, oh, my gosh, I need to know how to work with you. This is awesome. I can't wait like. What do I need to do to to work with you? I'm like, okay, let's schedule, you know, let's schedule a, a, you know, let's, I do a 30 minute free coaching session just so people can get an experience of what it's like to work with me and then we can move forward.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: that's perfect. I think that's, that's, that's really good, Laura. I, 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 I'm glad we were able to hit on this. And I think it's, I think that 30 second, you have quite of a niche in there that you talk about because we only do have a a small window to make an impression on everybody. And that's why sometimes if martial arts is already kind of a, one of those things, but when you say you're, you know, when people hear that I own martial arts schools or, you know um, you know, that kind of thing, it's intriguing to people to want to follow up and ask some questions about that. Now, if you put me up on stage and I smash about 10 or 15 bricks, you know what I mean? And I'm like, come on, you know what I mean? And all that is some icebreaker stuff that kind of puts me uh, at a different at, at a different level. It's one of those things. It's like shooting archery. I'm telling you right right now that that would be something that people talk about all the time. If you right, shot so an I gotta apple. Do, i got to do right? that. I'm just so you put to an apple, shoot on stage. <laughs> you got to put an apple on a fake head and pow and take it, and take it out. Um, it would be so awesome. And so I, I think that that's, you know, I think that this is really having a having a clear niche in a thirty second time frame. Here's the other thing. I, I you tell me as a coach, especially thirty seconds. Let me tell you over my past year, my growth in this is the reason I like podcasting is, is I can get to talk about somebody else and 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 kind of highlight them. I've always been. I've had a major. I had a major. If you read my book, I had a major uh, event happen in a tournament, and it really turned my my humility up because i was a very cocky competitor you know winner the titles that that whole thing and then something really tragic in my competition days that i was doing happened right and it changed me it changed me that day and i really I've never been one that likes to talk about kind of my rank and stuff like that. Cause when you start telling people like, Oh, you're an eight degree black belt, they're all like eight degree, man. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like Hollywood. You know what I mean? They don't really understand eight degree means I'm a lot older and I've been doing this for like <laughs> 35 years. That's what eight degree means. It doesn't mean I have some magic in my fingers and I can knock you out from across the room. So, you know, it's all, I don't really talk about it that much and I'm kind of, and I have some humility about myself, but I've noticed some young entrepreneurs, you know, if you don't tell your story and I say this all the time to everybody, help me tell my story, but have humility behind it. I don't want to get up there with a, with this cocky attitude or what I've done uh, in my competitions or or anything of that sort, because those were so long ago. I just want to make sure that, and then that's something that's changed for me. I've let people know my successes at this point, because if I don't. Other coaches are are letting people know, uh, and I'm not, so do you find that talking, I find this even in my own students, I do this all the time. I'll sit my students down and I said, tell me something, tell me three things good about yourself right now. And it's a thought process. It's like, well, you know, if I say, tell me three things bad about yourself, they'll nail them. They'll matter of fact, they'll say five things. Do you find that to be true in your coaching world? People have a hard time talking about themselves
2: yes absolutely and that's one of the biggest challenges that i find i you know I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's one of the biggest challenges that i find especially with coaches they don't see the significance the significant change that they deliver for their audience right they were the, their or the people that they serve right so i talk a lot about coming from a heart of service really understanding who you are and the impact that you have on other people's lives like in the formula that i teach people It's, you know, what's the pain or problem that your ideal client struggles with? And then what's the resolution? I don't talk about the solution. Like, I don't talk about the how you solve their problem, but what is, what's the resolution? How do you leave them feeling? How do they feel once they've worked with you, right? What's the impact you're having on other people's lives? And I will tell you, it takes, a lot of times people like have to stop in their tracks to really think about the impact that they're having on other people's lives, right? They, they, and and I encourage them a lot of times, go back and listen, read your testimonials. What are people saying about you? What kind of impact, what kind of change are you having for someone? What are your strengths, right? What is it that you're really delivering for those clients? And let's focus on that. Because that's something people really need and feel. um, I'm gonna, I just was invited to be on Marcus Ogden's show, um, Get Authentic with Marcus. And one of the things that he talks about, I don't know if you've listened to his podcast, but he talks about what are the three things, right, that, that are, you know, the three things that are really speak to who you are, right? And it was so funny because the exact three things that came to my mind when I was listening to his, his first podcast that he did, and it's really about his, his life experience, and, and um, the three things that he said were the three things that were in my head about myself. Right. Speaking communications and helping people. Those are the three to my top three qualities. Right. Those are the things that really speak to who I am. And it was it was amazing that when I said that in my head, he he said the exact same thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, like we are that. So but the the power behind understanding who you are and the life changing work that you do changes everything. Right. It really comes down to it really starts to change. How you're speaking about your work, how you're communicating. I had a moment, just you know, you're talking about having that moment when, when like you know, like that aha moment in your life. We were we were recording my um, speaker reel recently, actually a couple months ago in um, in New Jersey at Heroic Public Speaking, where I've done a lot of training, and we were doing my speaker reel, and at one point in time, I, I like kind of like stepped in, and I'm like. I started crying on stage because I realized that the impact that my, the the intention, the impact that I want to have on the world goes so much deeper than what I had ever imagined. It was right. Mm. Helping people understand that we are inherently designed to love and serve one another and come from a place of compassion, and how do we do that? And and how do we weave that into every part of our fiber, every part of our being? How do we make that adjustment to what we're communicating with the world? And how do we get people to understand that?
1: That's powerful. Really good. Really good. I think that uh, I think that when you when you uh, sit back and you and you kind of have to analyze yourself for a second. I think we really know what our strengths are. For some reason, we can't like verbalize it. I do this all the time, man. And mm-hmm. I am—I'm uh, one of those uh, introvert outroverts guys. You know what I mean? You get me on the mat, and call you get me
2: ambivert.
1: A Is that it's what an ambivert?
2: Called? There's a word for that. It's called an ambivert.
1: I, see. I didn't you know. You like see, me?
2: I'm the same way.
1: <laughs> if I can get it, you put me out in front of class, and I'm all about it. You put me on that yeah. stage, I'm all about it. But at, if after the after party, I'm all about one or two people. I'm good with. I don't need. to I don't need. uh
2: Yeah, well, that's actually something that I don't know if you've heard this before, but one of the things that they, you know, I've learned, um, you know, in the past few years, 90% of of speakers, high level speakers, keynote speakers are introverts. We get jazzed and energized, just waiting to get on stage. Like, man, you're, you're like, you can feel it, right? You're like, you're stoked. You can't wait to get up there. You can't wait to share. Can't wait to get in front of a class. Can't wait to teach. And yet as soon as it's over it's like okay now you know i just need to like just hide me behind a curtain because i'm done <laughs> that's,
0: that's
1: isn't it so I, I yes i find that so you the, the ones that are super outgoing yes. you know i'm that i'm that uh you know the the one they talk about you got to be careful the quiet guy in the room is, <laughs> yeah that's me i'm the quiet guy i watch every single thing that mm-hmm. people do and i'm super quiet you know, it could be have those a little bit of cop tendencies behind me, but it's from back in the day. But that's just how that's, that's who I am. This is so let me ask you this question. Let's talk about your speaker stuff. Interesting that you just talked about that. So you say that you went and um, at a speaker. Did you go to a speaker type academy or what? Was this a class that you took in New Jersey? What? Tell me about that. Yeah, what was that? I you did. did. Was, you I, I actually on- went.
2: Sorry about that.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Let
2: me cut you off there, Mark. Got all excited about that question. <laughs> so thank you. Um, now I went to an organization called Heroic Public Speaking. Michael Port and Amy Port have a, a training that they do for people who want to speak from stage and have a greater impact. They teach from the perspective of your speech speech being a performance, whether, you know, you're standing in front of the, you know, if you're delivering a speech for your board, whether you're doing a TEDx, whatever kind of speech that you're doing, whether you just want to become a more effective speaker, but they talk about it from the performance piece. They, they teach you how to write your speech, whatever it is that you are, you're looking to do. They teach you all the components. As a matter of fact, R- Michael's written a couple of books, um, Steal the Show, Book Yourself Solid, and um, The Referable Speaker, or the referable speech, I forget which one that is. But um, so I, you know, I've known Michael for years from Book Yourself Solid. I've followed his work. And when he and Amy launched um, Heroic Public Speaking, I I was really impressed because they they invite people in. You have to, it's like invitation only, or you have to be referred, recommended to them. And um, a friend of mine had recommended me because they knew that I really wanted to have a, a higher level of speaking opportunities ahead of me. And it was just an amazing, a life-changing experience. They coach you through how to perform on stage, stage you know, blocking and staging. Both of them are, are uh, trained in performance, you know, uh, uh, University of NYU, I think they both went to NYU. Um, and they have the, the real performance background. As a matter of fact, Michael has done a lot of acting. Um, so there's that, that performance piece that... You know how sometimes you you give a speech and when you're done you're just totally wiped out you're exhausted. They even kind of coach you through how to prepare so that you're not so that you're bringing the energy and you're not like lagging by the end of a 60 like a 60 minute talk. Oh my gosh, that will like kill me, right? I'm good for about 45 and then I start to like okay, what am I going to talk about next? Um, so it's pretty pretty intense <laughs> intense work that they do, but it's so worth the investment. It really is. Um, but it made me realize that I'm. I, I'm a much better performer than I had ever I had ever believed that I was because they they saw something in me that um, it, it just brought me to a whole nother level in the work that I did with them.
1: Ivy's asking, what and where is a coaching program in New Jersey?
2: It, um it is called Heroic Public Speaking. And if you, if you want, I can connect you with the folks there. So heroic public speaking, Amy and Michael Port are the owners.
1: Interesting because this is uh, you know, this is the road that uh, naturally that I'm, I'm on next. And I've done, I've done speaking ever, you know, cause you know, I travel and I have other black belts and they have these, well, we have big black belt tests and, and I do my speaking and I've done some of these. Uh, competitions. And I'm super competitive, man. You know what I mean? I didn't lose that. That's for sure. And then, you know, you, you, you I'm in these top three. I've never even done it before. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to do these and see how I do out there. You know what I mean? I'm going to talk about martial arts. Everybody likes martial arts. And I'm going to talk about, you know, what I've done. And so I go out and do it. And I've always been in the top three, but never won. So, you know, it just pisses me off. Right. I'm like oh, it just I'm just like I am so sick and tired of being the second and third loser. So I said I need to figure this out. Now I went to Daniel Gomez's speaking thing and, and he now I look back at that reel now and I hate it mm-hmm. because I left there and I said I need to find something. So I went and found Toastmasters, believe it or not. I, I somebody suggested, hey, go do Toastmasters because you can end up uh, you know speaking quite often. And so I did this in this short amount of time. Of course, now that, you know, they just had new president, you know, they vote me the president because I'm I I speak every week. It was amazing to me that people go on Toastmasters. I tell I said to the group every time you guys come to Toastmasters, learn how to speak. And then all you guys are always scared to get up and speak. (laughs) What are you doing? Okay, it's just I said, you're in a safe place, man. We're here to, uh, you know, encourage you. You know, when we evaluate you, we'll encourage you and we'll give you a couple pointers on what to what to fix. But I'm telling you, they've made a huge difference in my on how to prepare a speech. And I'm I don't know. How How are you, Lord? Do you do you prepare a speech for yourself? And do you have notes or are you on the cuff? Because usually I'm on the cuff and and I can speak off the cuff pretty well. But when I do organize my thoughts a little bit more, the speech is definitely more impactful. So where where which which ones have where where are you at in that? In that, uh,
2: well, the, the whole I did, the whole premise is I've been trained to have a what we call a referral speech, right? I keep t- but I tweak it, right? There, it's the framework for the speech that I deliver on a regular basis. And here's the idea the premise behind having a referral speech is that people will come up if you deliver a speech that's really impactful, delivers really great points, and you have some, then you're encouraging people to come up from the side of the stage and say, Hey, can you? Give that same speech to my organization. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you go, if I'm giving this off the cuff and I don't remember what I just said, <laughs> now I got a problem because I these people want the same speech somewhere else, right? <laughs> so the impact that you're having, and you you want to just like your 30 second message, you want to get to be known for what you are known for, right? Being able to show up, not just as the guy who breaks bricks on stage, but what are the key points from your from your talk, right? And you can you can customize certain sections of your speech for the audience that you are in front of. But the foundation of your speech should be consistent so that it can be considered a referable speech. Now, you could have two or three different referable speeches. I have a a really great friend, me, James, who has three different speeches based on her three books. And if you book her to do the speech on, you know, her book about about persistence, you know, it, it, and and being, you know, confident, it that's the speech you're going to get, right? She's and she's had she has the framework all built in. She's you know she's pretty. I think she's been on the board of the National Speakers Association. She's gone through Who Are Public Speaking, so she really understands how important it is. For people to and and you get rebooked for those those speeches too because people know that you're going to deliver it's going to be a great speech it is it is going to be consistent.
1: I think what you just spoke about see that's something uh, just new to me right now that you just spoke about this this that what you talked about right there just spoke to me really really well having a because I do a lot of off the cuff and when you say that you're not even going to remember because they'll come and remember and I'm like I don't know what did I tell you what story. Right. Right. What story, Which one? And then now, uh, then, then. Okay. What was the point I said on that? And so I've never thought about having these these speeches that are, you know, like, hey, I want that to this group. This is the first time I've kind of heard that, yeah. which I I feel is uh, that's pretty powerful to think about. Yeah. Because that's and, one thing.
2: and it's nothing that I've ever taught. It's really what I've learned from
1: mm-hmm. being
2: engaged with heroic public speaking. That referable speakers is, is one of Michael's books. So I learned that. And when I learned it, it was like that made such an impact on me. And yet it's what I teach people to do with their 30 second message. Right. Have a message that you can deliver on a regular basis. So it really speaks to your audience. They know what you do so that they can refer you. So it's the same thing that I teach my audience. And, and yet I had to learn it from someone else about my speaking.
1: Yes. That's such powerful points right there. And having, I wanted to take that a referable, referable speaker. As a matter of fact, I'm speaking again, Thursday at my Toastmasters. I think I'm going to, they have something that's, I have an elective to do. You know, I did storytelling last time <clears throat> And uh, it was pretty powerful. As a matter of fact, I kind of wrote that speech this time because I wanted the impact. What I spoke about is my brother is um, a CEO of an organization called Zoe, which deals with human trafficking. Mm
0: -hmm. My brother's
1: a pastor, but he's also he's been a cop now for 29 years. And so he on this last Thursday, I did a storytelling on him because he, he served warrants, Uh, in the morning on a, uh, a predator but their children he knew that the children were there so these organizations zoe that he has he has certain women that have been trafficked that go in and take the children so they don't have to see what's happening to their father right and then so they have this these advocates and so i tell the story Of how my brother is there at with his team at three o'clock in the morning, and they're going to take down a a child predator. And then afterwards, he has breakfast with my folks, who's there. My folks are uh, celebrate their birthday in the same month, and they're at breakfast together. And Dave goes, "I got to go to the park. I've got, I have been talking to somebody that thinks I'm a twelve year old girl that's meeting me at a park today." This is right here in my Valley. This happened on that day. Last Thursday is this is what my brother did. And my brother of course, went to the park and then he, uh, he arrested uh, the one that thought he was a 12 year old girl. And so this was a, this was the most impactful speech that I did for my Toastmasters. I mean, it was, I could tell that it got to people. It spoke to them. And then the real thing, the breakdown of the speech was storytelling, how to tell a story and then the points from it. And of course, the points being, hey, this is real. This is happening. And if you have children, you know, self-defense is one thing that they need to have. Uh, You know, alertness is what they have to have. And they can't be like we were when back in my day where you can be out to the till the lights come on and then you come home. Those days are over. And you can't trust like I used to do self-defense 10 years ago and say, hey, you can go trust a female to to uh, go find a woman. You cannot do that anymore because the females are just Mm -hmm. as prevalent uh, as 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 those others. Sometimes I tell them, you know, you need to find a big burly biker. That's what you need to find, because those boys, those hell's angels are going to take you home. And who's ever bothering you is going to stop. I can guarantee it. So this is. These are, and so having that, thinking about that right now, when you said that refer, that is something I think I will keep because the story is so, such a traumatic story in a right setting. That it was so, that was one of my most impactful ones I've ever done on Toastmasters. So I want to thank you for that. that, I've never even heard about a referable speech. So simple, simple word. And why wouldn't it be? because this is me i'm kind of uh, all over the this is how i you know i teach i'm all over the place but i have a certain plan in 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 action and and i adhere to that but you know how i deliver it might be different on the mat so i want to thank you for that i think that's 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 a super impactful thing and i think that's going to be impactful for anybody else that's listening i know ivy agrees with that uh she had just said something about it. what she right here um oh yes yes well yes it it, it does Mm -hmm. kind of coincide with the movie Right uh, of freedom for sure. Sounds of freedom. That movie just was heart wrenching. Yeah. Five minutes into the movie, I wanted to kill everybody on the screen. Yeah. I was just like these freaking dirt bags, scumbags. But yeah. so that was really good. So listen. So we're kind of winding down. I want. I want to ask you one more thing on <clears throat> where when somebody wants to approach you. I want. I want. I want to highlight you. I'm not talk about my story or my speech, but. Uh, Just that uh, I want to thank you for making that that thought process in my head. But if you are looking, if somebody's kind of reach out for you, Laura, well, first of all, where they where they can uh, find you and what you really do, because in here it talks about I like what you say here. It says um, ditch the pitch, start connecting a client attraction specialist. I think that's an interesting that's an interesting take on a coach. Why don't you go ahead and, and and take these last few minutes?
2: So thank you so much for that, Mark. I really appreciate it. First of all, I really appreciate you having me on Beyond the Mat. I love what you're sharing. I think it's it's a great opportunity to just highlight people in, in your network. And, and it's beautiful. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And the work that you're doing at Toastmasters, amazing, right?
0: Yes, it's so that's fun. A, that's
2: a very impactful journey that you stepped into, my friend. So I'm excited for you for that. Um, So, yeah, so 30 Second Success, easiest way to find me is 30secondsuccess.com. That's my website. And I am branded because I'm all about branding 30 Second Success on every single one of the social media platforms that I'm on, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, it's 30 Second Success. And it's just just the way you see it on the screen here, the number 30 and then spell out the word second and success. So that's the easiest way to connect with me. My book is available on Amazon. I actually am a contributing contributor to your first year, what I wish I had known, which is an anthology 22 women came together and wrote that book. Um, And it's really about inspiring women in their first year of business of things that, you know, you might want to might want to consider just kind of working through and feel like you're not alone if you actually are going through it. Um, So that's a fun, uh, a great book there. Um, But you know, the the whole idea behind 30 Second Success and the reason why I call myself chief instigator is I love asking questions, right? I'm all about having conversations and inspiring people. It's also an homage to my father. Um, he was a great conversationalist. And I used to think that my dad had friends everywhere we went. I mean, to the point that I would ask him, Dad, how did your friends know to show up at Disney World when we were going to be here? You know, so. <laughs> it's not like we took everybody on vacation. He just made friends everywhere. So he was, ve- I, I was exposed to him, you know, his ability to have conversations, no matter where we went with all, different people from all walks of life. And, you know, so I was very, very humbled by that. So chief instigator, it's really about teaching people how to have those deeper conversations. But more importantly, the the piece about client attraction specialist came from the idea and the perspective that you're Your 30-second message is really about attracting the clients you want to work with, right? It's really about attracting the people to your business that you are meant to serve. It's not that you're meant to serve everyone, right? There are certain people that you absolutely love to work with that light you up, get you excited to get out of bed, move your business forward, and how do you attract them to your business when you get really specific about what you are sharing, what you're putting out into the world? That's when things start to happen. So that's why I talk about being a, a client attraction specialist. I teach you how to have those deep conversations that attract the right people to you, how to create that brand communications and even how to use chat GPT to really refine your brand communication so that you are attracting the right clients. Even how, um, understanding how to attract the clients at a much higher level, the people that you want to work with right the people that are that are wanting to give you their money in order for you to make a transformation in their lives because they know that you can help them and how to communicate that well so that's what i love to focus on when it comes to client attraction and it it just makes all the difference in the world when you're getting up and you're you're sharing the right message that is connecting with the people that you're meant to serve so that's what that what that's what i'm all about
1: Super powerful. I'm glad that you brought uh, the, the chat GPT up. You know, that has been a, a, a bit of a game changer for me, even in writing speeches. I, I have a good formulation of my thoughts. Right. And I'll ask chat GPT. OK, this is you know, this is my thought here, thought here, thought here. How can I? How can I help with storytelling of this? As a matter of fact, I use chat GPT to help me tell that story. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's the story outline it for me so i i have points and then it took my story you know of course gave it a little bit of flair and then it it and spit it out and i was like wow this is this is really good this is what i was thinking but i couldn't put the the thought process uh in i knew what my thoughts were and so i'm glad you brought up chat gpt matter of fact chat gpt gave me suggestions for your uh for your title I use it for titles now every time. So I put your bio in your bio into Chat GPT. I made it first, you know, first person, uh, and then I said, "Give me the best. Give me five titles." And then I and and I choose the one that said, "Heck yes!" In it, I said, "That's the, that's <laughs> the one that caught me." Yeah. And I found out even in my own, even in in podcasting, right? And I tell everybody, I said, you know, titles. You know, I used to just have. If you look back, and it says, "Interview with so and so." So there's no pizzazz to it, right? At all, and isn't it's not it's not capturing. And ever since I started using more Chat GPT, and I I put everybody's bio in Chat GPT and said, "I need a title for this person. Help me with titles that are intriguing." And ever since that, the engagement of my podcast has skyrocketed. Yes. Isn't that weird? And so, you know, even in my coaching of podcast, and I tell people this, I said, "Listen, you don't, you don't have to be the brainy act." I said Brainiacs has made chat GPT for us to become the the brains in, in, in the room. And, and not that you just, you know, not want to have your own flair in it, but you got, you know, you need to make sure that you have it. So I'm glad you brought that chat GPT yeah. up. So and I want to encourage my audience out there because we've we've had a pretty consistent audience throughout this whole whole thing. And and, uh, you know, Ivy, I I'll always appreciate Ivy. She's she, she's very engaging. She, she's good. Have you ever never compact contacted with her or Ivy, you might want to contact Laura too. she might so she you can get you know what you're looking for in New Jersey. you know she's a, she, she's, a she's a champion in her own mind in her own uh, in her own right in her own mind. I, I didn't mean it like that Ivy. what the heck is wrong with me? I said in her own right, not in her own mind but hey but you know what she's a champion in her own mind too. that's why she is what she is. She's a beast too of an athlete. She's awesome. So it's, it's fun to watch her it, do her, her, uh, her chats while she's exercising. So I want to mm-hmm. thank all you guys. And if you guys are looking for, listen, I encourage you guys to go or reach out to Lori. If she's given 30, if she's given 30 minutes, like she said, I would take the 30 minutes and see if there's something that if you are an out- entrepreneur out there or whatever you're looking for in your, in your space, author or whatever. And if you're an author, naturally you're almost a speaker. You say it's hard to, you know, you're going to write something and never talk about it. It doesn't make any sense. So if you need that and you need these 30 seconds, and I encourage you to go, go uh, look her up because 30 seconds is not a is not it, it's, when you're talking, it seems like an eternity, just so you know. But 30 seconds isn't that that long. By the time you get through all your ands, us and buts and ahs, you know, you're whittled down to 20 seconds and and then you you might not get your message across. So I encourage you to go reach out to her. Uh, through the podcast. I do everything audio also, uh, just so you know, Laura. So when we're done here today, as a matter of fact, I've started something new for my clients um, and I haven't charged for it yet, but it's an AI that I have using. So I paid for it. I said, I want to see what this is like. So I used it last time with Mike, my very last one. So you'll get it today and I'm going to send you the clips. So what my AI is going to do now is going to take our show. I upload our show and then it's going to take from not, from 100 percent down to 70 percent on what clips are the most impactful and they come in like 30 40 second clips of you talking or my, i'm talking one of the two and so i will send you the most powerful clips that you can have for your for your branding out there so this ai is really quite awesome at what it does it takes it i upload my video to it and then it, it will take certain clips of highlights and you can put it on your stories or whatever. So I'll, I'll be sending that to you today cause I'm still kind of playing around with it. You're my second person. That's get, get That's getting to use it. And awesome. so thank I really, uh, so I really enjoyed, I have really enjoyed this part of it uh, and doing it. So I want to thank you for that. And so there'll be an audio podcast on there. You'll be on there. What I think I'd like you to do. If you have a minute, make sure that I have all your contact information that you want on my website for the audio website. That way people can just click it and go and they can go go to you right then and there. Does that sound good? Yeah, I
2: could do that. Do you want me to email that to you or drop it into yeah, the you chat?
1: Could, yeah. E- now, yeah, email it to me because I, I saw, that's the other thing I want to talk to you about. I thought this was so professional, just so you know. You know, I emailed you the other day and your email got back to me. It says, please know that your message is important to me. I'm currently focusing on deep, intentional work. I'll be checking my emails at 12 and five. Monday through Friday, I'll, and I I'll respond. And if you need me, if it's an emergency, and then you gave a number where it can be, I just thought, man, that's uh, the way it was worded, and everything else. It's like I'm super busy, but I do I answer emails at this time and this time. So I just thought that was such a professional email. Just so you know, I, I really. Oh, thank you. I, I meant to I meant to say that during the show, but I'm like, man, this girl's definitely intentional. You know, it's just awesome. It's really good. So you enjoy yeah. being a grandma. I enjoyed having you on my show. Thank you for spending an hour with me, and uh, we'll see what other impact we can do with this little podcast and and send it out to the uh, to your to your circle and my circle. And Jose will share it on the CLA. Sound good? Awesome,
2: Mark. Thank Perfect. you so much. I I appreciate you having me on. It's, it yes. was a, it's a great conversation. That's the biggest piece when you're doing the Beyond the Pat podcast is mm-hmm. teaching people how to have the deep conversations, right?
1: yes it is it is a big
2: piece of it so you know god bless you as you're as you're going through that and um uh, let me know however i can help i'm happy to happy to happy to support you in, in growing that podcast as well so
1: all right you got it Ms. laura
0: thank you so much thank you you've been listening to real talk with mark cox Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss.